Welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wall, and this is episode 34, season two. And this is also uh, episode six of The Kingdom Life. And guess who we have back? I guess there's no introduction because we, we already know who this guy is. <laughs> yeah, we, we know him. We know him. He's a, he's a good fill in. <laughs> He's very he's very charismatic on the stage. Uh-huh. You know, the pulpit. Very charismatic. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. You have an idea? No. He's a good looking guy. He's a good looking brother. He's a good looking brother. Yeah, not 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 Marsh. Not Marsh? No. He's a friend of Marsh. He's a friend you of Marsh. <laughs> Is it Kevin? Is that his name? Yeah, Kevin yeah. A? Kevin yeah, A? He has a he has a prayer corner and the, and the little boy says he does he has so <laughs> prayer corner and plantation look at that yeah that's what I'm saying <laughs> well if they don't know by now it's Pastor Kevin McCoy welcome back thank you thank you thank you thank you Jay Wall and thank you Lady Don thank you for having you're me you're most welcome my brother welcome. Uh, and like I said before we get started let's give it a word of prayer mm-hmm. and we'll proceed on from there. Father God, we want to thank you for this awesome time that you've given us, Lord, in, in our day in life, Lord, that we also have the right to the tree of life. We thank you once again, Lord, for your grace and mercy each and every day. We want to thank you, Lord, for our message that we heard, Lord. Uh, we want to thank you for just um, the fact that the podcast is moving the way it's moving and it's being heard by whoever and wherever. So we want to give you the glory. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 The power of the weak. The power of the week. How does that, first of all, why that title and why is that part of the series for Kingdom Life? So the title is actually playing out the dynamics of the the dynamics of the parable itself. And and I try to do that when I'm speaking on parables, to have the title reflect the dynamics of the the parable. Um, Because as we're going to recognize is that the weak person the supposed weak person in the parable is the one who demonstrated the real power of the mm-hmm. kingdom, yeah. right? Demonstrated the power of the kingdom. And um, when the one who was supposed to demonstrate the power of the kingdom actually didn't. So that's where the, the, that title comes from. Um, and to give honor to the one who stands up in the parable and represent the kingdom. And um, why is that part of the kingdom series? Um, while Matthew will introduce a parable to say, the, the, the kingdom of God is like, you know, sowing seeds. Luke doesn't do that, but Luke is very clear that what he's saying is about the kingdom. Yeah. Um, because when you look, he introduces Jesus as this Messiah who is talking about him in, in Luke 4, as this one who, who comes to inaugurate mm-hmm. the kingdom. When Jesus stands up and says, the spirit of the Lord goes upon me, he's saying, well, I am the one who brings the kingdom of mm-hmm. God. So Luke has different ways of, of, of mentioning the kingdom of God was, you know, while not saying the kingdom of God, but he is literally talking about the kingdom of God in, in, in diverse okay. ways. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Well, okay, let's go into the lesson. Luke 18, verse what, 1 to 8, you spoke mm-hmm. about. Now, this is a yeah. parable of, of what Jesus has said to the disciples. Uh, he talked about to always pray in the parable, but then he told his story of this unjust judge um, who feared no man and definitely didn't fear God. So now there's this this widow, this widow 
You know, uh, we know back in that mm -hmm. time that yeah. her statue wasn't anything too much. It's like they were like in the back mm -hmm. scene backdrop, or whatever you might call it. But the fact that she went uh, to this judge, uh, I think she was being sued, right? She was being sued for her possessions or something like that. Somehow she was being, so somehow her right has been withhold, probably um, by the one who should give it to her. So her, her husband died and probably a relative didn't want to give her the kind of portion that would normally give them to her or something like that or some way. Right. Yeah. So now yeah. this judge, I mean, obviously she probably knows that this judge would not uh, give her, grant her the, I guess, the legal protection she's looking for. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. she does something remarkable. You know, she does something that we should always do. I mean, if you were trying to get a result, mm -hmm. she continues to repeatedly come back. Why did this judge, why did, he, why did he grant her wish? So one of the things to note about a widow, and most of the times when we, when, when in our context and in the 21st century, or yeah, 21st century, right, yeah. When we think about widows, we are thinking about an elderly woman, mm -hmm. um, you know, who's probably, needs that health assistance. Now, in those times, you could be a, be a teenager and be a widow. Yes. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could be a teenager yeah. and be a widow. So the idea that the, the image of the widow is one who is frail, mm. there is that image, but in a physical way, this could be a, a young person who is, who is determined, a young, a young, and I didn't mention that in the sermon, but um, this could be a young woman or, or something. It's not specific, but it just mm -hmm. says a widow. But the idea is the image of the widow evokes an image of weakness, someone who needs the protection of someone yeah. else, needs someone else to do it on their behalf. And especially because she was a, mm -hmm. a widow without a male representation. To go in the courts or in public, and, and, and Paul mentions this, right? If you have a problem, and, and you know, we, we're not living by that right now, but Paul says, you know, if the women have questions, they should ask their husband mm. at home, yeah. right? That kind of emphasizes the point of women should not be speaking mm. in public, right? So if, imagine if a woman has a husband, but she can't speak to him in public, how much more is a widow should not speak in public since she doesn't mm. have a husband? That's worse, yeah. Right? So, and more so going before this powerful figure, of authority figure, this judge, who has the right to censor her and do so many things, but she goes out still knowing the risks that she take, um, but she had to do because there was no, no male representation or representative to, to really advocate for her rights. And as I mentioned, she, what she was asking for was nothing beyond above and beyond what she deserves. It's, it's, it's what she deserves. She, she, she deserved protection under divine right. law. Right. The judge was there to protect her, her rights from exploitation because, you know, in the Bible, orphans, widows, yeah. you know, um, the homeless, the poor, they were all categorized together as these people who need protection. And God's law throughout the Old Testament, God speaks in favor of these people. Right. Right. But she encounters a judge who does not fear God and in the same instant doesn't care about yeah. people so she finds herself in a difficult situation where she had to you know she had to persist to to to, to achieve her, her her goal of justice you talked a little right. bit about um judges yeah the way we yeah. see judges today elaborate a little bit about that 
this particular judge in this um, portion of scripture? Right, so notice, and even in some a religious society, societies that do not declare themselves as being religious, you still find judges being sworn in a, in a Bible, yes. right? Um, you still find um, political leaders uh, um, being sworn Bible. in a yep. Bible. Yeah, yeah. Right? It, it's a symbol of commitment to the principles of the Bible, which include looking after the poor, looking after, you know. So these values, these Christian values, still influence how political leaders and world leaders today um, project themselves and want to be seen as these people who are committed to certain values. Yeah. And that's why they put their hands in the Bible, right? So they put their hands in the Bible. Even they're not Christians. Some of them are not Christians and, you know, they'll use different scriptures. If they are Jews, they probably use a, a Tanakh or, or something, the Jewish Bible. Um, but they want to project that they, they value religious values, um, which will give them direction for how they govern people. And, and that's the image of the judge in our society today, right? Those who have power um, to protect the rights of those who can't protect mm. themselves. That's why we have a legal system to give justice to those who mm. are offended. Um, so, so yeah, the, yeah, yeah. We, we, do, we do have unjust judge, judges. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You said in that day and age, justice was more dominated by men. What was that? Yeah. So in the halls of justice, so, um, and, and, and we watch these, so I like to watch movies where with Greek culture and, and, and you know, mythology and all these things. And what you'll notice is that most of the, in the halls of, 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 of the government, in the halls of justice, it's mostly men who, who are representing, who are, who are you know, the leaders mm -hmm. of the So again, women are silent. They have no place in the, in the public sphere. Um, in the public space, they have no power. They have no contribution of, of such. Even with kings, um, queens don't, don't, don't make certain decisions. They're probably in their bedrooms and the pillow advise their king, mm. you know, um, reaching their hearts as, as how, um, as how um, Caesar um, with Jesus, right? His wife spoke to me and said, listen, I have mm. a dream, you know. She couldn't speak mm. in public, but she said, listen, this man that you're gonna go after, know that there's something special about this man, yeah. right? Yeah. No, she advised him. So they couldn't speak mm. in public, right? It was men dominated society. But the power that was given to men was also to protect the women who they perceived as, as the weaker sex, mm -hmm. right? Their power was with what came with responsibility. And this judge in this parable had the power but failed to fulfill his responsibility. Maybe, probably maybe, um, what this judge was looking for was a bribe, mm. right? Um, well, I didn't say this in the, in, in the, in the, in the sermon because I, you, know, you don't want to pack it with things. But the, 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 the widow really had options. Yeah. Here's what she should do. If she wanted male representation, she, she could go marry. Mm. If the judge wasn't going to hear her, she could go marry and have someone mm. represent her. She could probably go back home if her father is alive to get her father to represent mm -hmm. her in public. But she did not depend on a male figure in that sense. What she did was press on on her own. Now, that's what gives us an example of how to pray because if we're praying, you can't expect your, your mother to, to take your spiritual take care of your spiritual life or your father to that's kind of the message that being sent in here in our application right. right she could have depended on someone else to, to do it mm -hmm. for her she could have got, went ahead and marry she could have gone home to get protection from her father 
but she broke the barriers as if for some would say the, the glass ceiling she broke the glass mm -hmm. ceiling went in public and not just public in public but persistently she went time and time again in public as if to you know what the judge says put shame mm -hmm. on yeah. her um mm -hmm. now the, the the greek word behind what you know he said two things why he'd give her the, the um her request one she would bother bother him b o t h e r bother and b a T T E R batter. Yeah. No, in Greek, the Greek word he used for attack is the word used for someone who's who's a mm. boxer. Okay, okay. Right. So notice her actions were like that of a boxer, and the judge's reaction was that of fear. But but he he didn't say he was fearful, but here what he says he doesn't want her to come and attack him. So even though he says he doesn't fear God, doesn't fear anybody, look who causes him to mm. cower. This widow who comes in like a boxer, right? Yeah. Folded and raised, saying, Give me justice time and time again. Bother and batter him. That's what those are two reasons he resisted, he gave in to the widow. And that's a comical point of the story. How is it that a weak widow causes a powerful judge to, to find fear in him? Wow. That's kind of comical, right? No, no widow moves that judge by, by fear or, or by, by coming to. He knows he has certain protections. She couldn't come in and punch mm. him. Um, but the point of the story is her persistence showed a certain kind of conviction about her pursuit of justice. Mm. That he would look bad in public. That, listen, if a widow is pursuing justice and you have the, the right and the authority to grant justice is resisting her, obviously you're going to look mm. corrupt. Mm -hmm. Right? You're going to appear as one who is mm. a corrupt judge and your reputation on the bench would be soiled, mm. would be would be battered on the, on, on the wow. bench. Hmm. Wow. So he had to give in because she was, and, and that's why Jesus asked the question in the end, who would be faithful? Because notice, so some when I was doing my research on this, some people were thinking this this probably really making sense. So I had to struggle with to find and make connections because one, he introduces the parable about prayer. This is going to be a parable about prayer. But when he's telling the parable, it's about mm -hmm. justice. When he's finished, he's asking a prayer about mm -hmm. faithfulness. How do you connect these, mm -hmm. these three things? Prayer, right. right. And so in my study, I had to wrestle now and pray and say, God, how, how does this make sense? And I was trying to find that question from many commentators and you know, biblical commentators and commentaries, and I couldn't find it. And I had to wrestle and say, God, what, 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 what was the point mm -hmm. of this thing? And the point was, she was so convicted, committed to the pursuit of justice that she showed faithfulness towards the pursuit of justice. And that's why I think Jesus asked the question, will, they, will I find faith when yeah. I come on earth? Right? So even so, as I mentioned, and now this problem is beautiful, beautifully complicated. <laughs> I, I was telling my wife when preparing the sermon, I said to her, listen, this thing is so hard to preach. I don't know how I'm going to preach mm. the sermon. This sermon was so difficult to preach because there were so many shifts in the parable, right? First of all, we have a biblical portrait of the judge and the widow, and then we find them introduced in ways that they shouldn't act, and then they start acting in contrary ways. So there were a number of shifts in the parable I had to wrestle with in trying to preach, but not make it sound like you're reading a yeah. book. Yeah. 
So it was, a, and, and I was saying to my wife, you know, it's so difficult. And she's like, you can do it, you can do it. So after the first, after first sermon, after I preached the first service, I said to her, how was it? And I was like, I, th- I told her, listen, I was struggling to preach that thing. And she said, listen, um, maybe you're too worried about preaching it too much. Right? Maybe you're thinking about it too much. So for the second ser- sermon, um, for, for the second service, I really like this. You know, I said, God, just... For me, it's feeling tough, but maybe I'm I'm taking it too much on me as a preacher. I need to just let it go and let your do its work. Yeah, yeah. Because in my study, it felt so complicated to try to study the parable because there are so many movements and so many questions. And when I read the commentaries, they're saying this don't make sense and that don't make sense, and they're pushing back. And I'm like, if Jesus put this parable in this, if it's in this thing, it must have a meaning. It has something to say. And I had to really wrestle with that thing, man. It was a it was a tough sermon to preach. Mm. <laughs> I mean, tough sermon. Wow. Tough. Very tough sermon I, to I preach. I couldn't tell. <laughs> I couldn't no, tell. You had a lot of, you had a lot of stuff. <laughs> it looked like you were you had it going on. So um it was it was tough. But uh, thank God because you got you got the message to go through. Mm-hmm. But what what's yeah. important is to me is that I'm glad that the fact that God doesn't would like that from us. The persistency in prayer. Mm. He would like that from us, right. but he won't be hesitant right. to turn us away to say, like the judge, to the point where he's like, right. so, this woman is really nagging me, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, pretty much. And God was like, no, I want that. I want you to yes. nag me because I care. Because that's that's right. Your persistence is a, is an example is is an exemplifying faithfulness yeah. because. What happened is that sometimes we want God to, and Jesus said it, pray and never give up, right? This is how he introduced the prayer. That's true. Don't lose heart. Some version That's says. true. The point of the story is the widow should have lost heart. Should, should have lost heart. She should have given up because this judge doesn't fear people, doesn't, doesn't fear God, doesn't respect people. So why would he give yeah. in? Give up. But the, quest, the, the point of the story is God is not like that. So you can continue to pray, but God is going to answer in God's own right. timing. Yeah. So I had to risk to at that point. Like, if this judge is not like God, how, how is God then? How is God, God God then if God is not like that? Yeah. Because you can't say we should pray persistently because God wants us to bother him, to hear him. No, that's not the God we serve. God wants us to pray and be patient yeah. as we are praying. And that's, that's how I brought it back to the kingdom of God, right? The kingdom is coming in its fullness. God's kingdom was inaugurated by Christ. But we are still seeing evidence of, of even the yeah. world, death, violence, hunger, all of these things. But when God's kingdom, while we are waiting for God's kingdom to come and bring an end to all of these things, we still have to be faithful in how we live. Okay. And we still have to be faithful in prayer. And my conclusion is that because this parable was introduced as a parable about prayer, but it was a, a parable about justice. We cannot separate prayer and justice, you know, and how we invest Christians. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I didn't expand on the point in the, in the that would be another sermon mm-hmm. by itself, right? I couldn't expand on that, right? But according to Luke, you cannot separate prayer and the pursuit of justice, yeah. right? Because the, the widow's example is, a, is, is one of the pursuit of justice. No, I mentioned something earlier. Notice that the judge was supposed to reflect the principles of, or, the, or the attitude yeah. of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. The judge was supposed to represent God and grant justice quickly, right? But he was, you know, behaving anti-kingdom-like. Yeah. But the widow now, who no one expected to stand, she becomes the God-like image in this, in this parable now. 
Because just as our God pursues justice for the weak, she is always never giving up, always pursuing justice. So she becomes now not the widow, not, not the judge, but the widow now becomes a godlike figure in mm -hmm. the world. Okay. You're right. Okay. You're right. So there's um, a because she won now, he's pursuing the kingdom. She's the one who is living now as the kingdom expects us to live, okay. waiting patiently, but also pursuing um per, um um pursuing Despite the odds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Don, before we go, we have to make sure we announce all our podcast listeners. Yes, we, do. <laughs> we have to let them in, you know. Yeah, they're the ones listening. So we want to thank them once again for taking each time out every week to listen, whoever listens. Um, any questions, concerns you may have via WhatsApp, you can send them to 954-388-8780. And we want to do apologize for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, in the first sermon, you had a little, um, you had a statement that I was wondering how it kind of tied in with everything. And you talked mm -hmm. about female pastors not being ordained. Ah. Mm -hmm. Why did you mention that? So my job as a preacher was to use the principles of the Bible to critique, not just the public's life, but also how is the church live? Because this parable mm -hmm. is for the church. Mm -hmm. And as I said, this is a parable about justice. It's a parable about a woman. So I'm not. I'm gonna follow the lining and the or and the trajectory or the rhetorical flow mm -hmm. of the parable. Now, in the parable, a judge represents systems of mm -hmm. power. Is a is a, a power. So how does that how does that speak to us mm -hmm. as a church? How does that speak to us as a society? Mm -hmm. For me, as an individual. Um, and, and in this parable, you know, so I mentioned my grandmother too, right? You're gonna say I mentioned my grandmother. What I'm doing is honoring the, the, the honoring women and, and what they do in the kingdom. Mm. That's silent, that's that's silently one of the things that I'm doing mm. in the sermon, right? Honoring kingdom and women and how they function in the mm -hmm. kingdom, right? So when you come to our church now, and churches, I, and I, I say churches, churches yeah, right? Yeah, I was being right, churches. And it applies well, it, it does apply to us, but, but churches uh, yes. more broadly yeah. with, with systems of power. It is meant to draw us in and not to push us mm. out. Okay. Right? All systems of power are meant to protect and not to divide, not to be divisive, and not to disinherit mm. others. So if we if we have, and I know this is a is a touchy point for all churches as uh, mm. um, overall, but but my conviction and my reading and my faith. Um, how I see the gospel and the kingdom of the gospel is that when Paul says there's no male or female, you know, in Christ, he's not saying that we have given up who we are as or, or, or gender. He's not right. saying that. He's saying that who we are in Christ supersedes our gender. Okay. And so, if that is the case, listen, there are there are female pastors who can preach better than mm -hmm. I can do. There are female pastors who can pastor better than mm. I do. Why not give them the, the, the recognition mm. that is deserving of a mm. pastor? Mm. Who is skilled, who is gifted, who is blessed, who is anointed by God, not thinking about their gender. Why? That was my, that's mm. my question. 
And I know as a church, we, we submit to, to the overall, you know, the, 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 the committee of mm-hmm. voices. Um, but as a church, we still have to progress. We said that that's the work of the mm-hmm. kingdom, you know. We still have to progress. We still have to grow. We still have to, because if this widow had stayed silent, we wouldn't have this example of persistent mm-hmm. prayer. Yeah. That's true. We wouldn't have it. And that's why Jesus mm-hmm. used the story, right? So we have to look and see how are we now reflecting the kingdom of God or the message of the kingdom of God in this parable? Are uh, we as a church doing that, right? So when I'm critiquing the church, I'm critiquing society. Um, we know how the, the financial system is in America. We know how the legal system is. We know how, you know, it's, it's, it's in this capitalist market, you know, economy, it's a strong who normally survive. It's those who have power who normally make it. But the question is, in God's kingdom, who is looking out for the, for the lesser people or the weak people or the poor people? It has to be the people of God, the church, we, who are taking on that mantle, right? And so we can't just pray and say, God, help the poor. We've got to also advocate on behalf of the poor. That's true. And also provide for the poor. We can't just say, God, and we're praying that those who are underemployed and those who are unemployed will, 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 will find, someday find jobs. You know, Jesus spoke about, I think it was James who spoke about, you can't say, your brother come to you and say, um, he's hungry. And you're going to say, okay, don't worry. God's going to take care of you. Mm. Go your way. And then you go home and you eat your food and, and the person goes away hungry. That's not the kingdom. That's not the kingdom I believe or, or that the, the, Bible, the kingdom that the Bible teaches me about. So we as a church, while we pray, we have to pursue justice. That's the part. That's how I see the parable mm. working, being introduced as a parable about prayer, but also a parable that speaks about justice. They, they are twinned together, prayer and the pursuit of justice. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. I was just thinking that, um, yes, she was persistent, but she knew she kind of got kind of desperate. And so therefore she was persistent with the judge. However, when mm-hmm. he did um, grant her request, she went back to her life as normal. When you are a pastor, female pastors are trying to get a job just like a male pastor does. They want to be have all the, the things that come with that profession and they study in order to do that. However, um, the ordination thing seems to be something that's like the stumbling block where they can never do in order to get the full package of being the pastor. And I wanted to know, is that the reason for that? Is that because we still have mentality, that mentality that women are the weaker ones, that women are the ones that there's certain jobs they really can't, not supposed to do, as opposed to they can do it, it's obvious, but they're not supposed to because as you talked about the history of women not being able to speak during the time, they let their husbands represent them, et cetera. Is that the reason that we still have that kind of mentality within the church itself? So a big part of that reason is, now, the Bible is a culturally conditioned right. book. Right. That's what I mean. Right. The Bible is a right. Jewish book. There's no right. going around that. Um, dominated by Jewish culture. Apart from, no, Jewish culture is a, is a, is a medium through which God brought the gospel to the right. world. Yeah. Now, the Bible, for some, sometimes the Bible mentions, sometimes things in the Bible are prescriptive and some are descriptive. Mm-hmm. And we have to figure out what they are. Is the Bible prescribing that women cannot be ordained or the Bible describing that the culture back then didn't 
allow women to be in this public mm -hmm. sphere and have certain rights and mm -hmm. authority. In our discussion and study of the Bible around women's ordination, we have to look and see that some things are very descriptive and not necessarily prescriptive, right? And even if we find them to be prescriptive, can we find just reason to, 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 to live that way right now? Now, here, here's, here's where I stand. If it's not salvific, meaning if it's not going to hinder someone's salvation, right? If it's not preventing someone from entering the kingdom, why not empower them fully? Because they, are, they, are, they have been trained, they have studied like, like mm -hmm. me. They, they, work, they work hard like me. They work hard like some pastors. They preach, as I said, some better mm -hmm. than I do, right? Why do we, why do we take a, a, um, something of the past, a, cultural, a culturally conditioned um, uh, um, um, script to, to, to hold back God's people and also the mm. mission, right? If you're thinking about mission, why not? And, and some will say, well, they can do the work without getting right. coordination. Right. That's true, <clears throat> right? That, that's true. But is that reflecting the principles of the kingdom where love your neighbor as mm. yourself, all of us are one in Christ? Is that reflecting the principles of the yeah. kingdom? That's where it comes okay. from me again. Okay. I understand because I, I like the fact that you said is it's salvinic, salvinic. Salvific, right. If it's not salvific, it's not preventing someone from entering the kingdom of God and being saved. Why, 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 are, we, why, do, why are we preventing from from? So what would it? you say to the person that says, I'm leaving that church if that woman becomes a pastor in my church? Good question. I'm taking a person, you need to persist in prayer. Uh, ah, but then hindering their that's salvation. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Your salvation, you need to persist in prayer because her her work is enlarging the kingdom. It's not preventing you from mm -hmm. being a Christian. It's, it's not preventing you from saving other souls. It is not, in no way does a female being ordained prevent you from serving that's God. Just, that's just you being a biased person, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's your, that's your bias coming in. There's no way does, and that's my conviction and my belief. Others will disagree. And I, and I, and I respect your, you know, others, um, right to disagree but where i stand and how i read the bible and how i hear the bible speaking to me i don't see any reason so you're going to tell me that i have a, I have a see, I, see i get a daughter and she senses at a very early age that god is calling her to mm. ministry mm. right yeah. and you're going to tell me that you're going to use something of the past a relic of the past to tell her that she cannot fully be who God calls her to yeah. be and experience God's blessings in all its fullness? I, I don't know. About Look, I, I, I can tell you this much. My wife, she prays for stuff like that. Uh, she had mentioned that, you know, God would make it like a stumbling block because you, you could be that stumbling block for that person to be where God wants that person to be. And, and, True. and it's a shame that it does happen. It's you be, you yeah. be, and that could be yeah. spouses or mm. relatives. You know, co-workers, yeah. you being the stumbling block for that person being, and God has done, he has moved people out of the way. He has. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can I can tell you, it's, it's as I am growing and I'm wrestling and I'm studying the Bible more and I'm, 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 I'm trying to open myself to, to, to the word of God that, that I'm, I'm growing in my understanding of, of God's will and, 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 you know, allowing the spirit to lead me. So, this is not a, a sense of arrogance. This is, this is a point of 
how are we really living in the kingdom? How are we really treating each other? How are we, it's, it's just. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've heard the passionate discussions over this ordination and yeah. I've been following it for many years and the biggest thing seems to be it's not biblical. It's not within the Bible to say that women can be ordained, but I never looked at it from a salvation point of view of, of yeah. uh, if they are ordained, does that hinder someone's salvation? And it, and it could, but then I'm sure that, you know, the individual has to think about how they are their salvation yeah. yeah yeah now now um there are many things in the bible that we don't do right now in the same way as the bible mm -hmm. in the bible and i'm going to touch on a topic touch subject but or or how we do church um we have sabbath school we have the church church was organized at that temple worship and everything mm -hmm. was different um how we do tithe and offering how it is administered right now it's not how it is in the bible but we still mm -hmm. do it today uh, there are many examples which we can look at um and, and and flesh this thing out but but then again it, it's 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 all about this one word it's about power mm. <laughs> it's about power i can tell you that yeah. um it's about power but yeah. do you think that the female pastors coming up now as they get into ministry have the same rights as you guys do or is it their underlying that they don't really have yeah um i think um i was in you know as i in even from ncu days you know when i was in in, in, yeah. in college undergrad there was always a different treatment towards female pastoral students theological students and male there's always a different difference in mm. how we're treated right and and that is even manifested today there, there is is no doubt about that um more respect our authorities is shown towards uh, male pastors than it is towards female mm. pastors. When we all do the same job, and as I mentioned, there are some female pastors that, that are better than I am at everything I do as mm. a pastor. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Wow. Interesting topic. Yeah. I'm stunned. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, this is this, this, man, you could talk about this forever. Yeah, you can. You really can. Yeah. You really, really yeah. can. Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm done, Don. I got what I need. You did? Oh. Yeah. I got what I need. I just, I just wanted to just add on to that what you were saying, but it's, it's, the, I don't know. Some, it just seemed like so much discriminatory issues going on there. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of it. You know, but I don't know. I think when you say it's biblical, it's a cop out. Yeah, as you as that's the quick that's the first answer you want to use Can when be. you really need to uh let me use the word deeper dive into the issue and why, what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Your grandma's prayer. Yeah. How influential was the grandma's prayer when you got older? Very, very influential. Very, very influential. And this most of this will have to wait for, for my testimony episode. <laughs> Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, but but um, I can tell you that, um, and, and sometimes I look at my life and, and um, it's a miracle for where I am. Um, I grew up in a very tough, uh, when I say, I say, even today, it's very, it, I don't know, that, that, it, it, it's as if the devil is, it's a devil's um, I'm dining table where I live. Where wow, I dining table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard Carlos um, talk um, about that in his testimony where he lived he touched on a little bit yeah. and it's like 
every day dodging yeah. bullets dodging this it's like yeah. what in yeah. jamaica yeah. it's like yeah wow. yeah so so that's the kind of community i live in and um i can't i was always an obedient child who listened to my grandmother i was always wanting to mm. be in the road playing for mm. my friends and stuff like that and resisting my grandmother's words and stuff but as i look back i can i can sense her wisdom and i can see how, how it was her prayers mm. you know in those late night hours mm-hmm. um that really brought me through uh, uh, um, um, the, the, the rigors of that community. Uh, um, and I remember once, I, and you know, I remember when I was in, um, so I grew up in a family where I love you wasn't a word thrown around very often, but you could know that it was love. Yeah. And I remember I was in, in at NCU doing my undergrad and listen, man, I was going through a tough time and uh, man, I was just bawling one evening. And you know who called me? My grandmother called me. The more, I, I, she called me and we we're talking and I didn't say much to her about it. I said, yeah, mama, I'm okay, mama. And, um, because talking and, and she said, I love you, my grand. That was the first time she said, I love you. And I don't know, it's like God said wow. to her say that. She said, my grandson, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. I love you and I'm praying mm-hmm. for you. And listen, man, that thing pushed me on to, and, and graduation day when I saw my grandmother and my mm-hmm. mother, oh man, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, man. I'm telling you because my grandmother, she, she was a, a market vendor. Mm-hmm. That's all she, she did for my newer. That's what my mother did for my new yeah. And um, when I graduated, man, I'm telling you, man, just to see the smile on my grandmother's face, man, I was the first in, in, in probably the first she knew yeah. graduated from college uh-huh. <laughs> from, from her family. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, man. So, mama, yeah. Right now, um, it's, she's in a bad place where she's ill right now. Um, she has deep dementia. It's very bad right now. She doesn't really know who yeah. I am. Um, oh. Yeah, it's a tough place right now. Yeah, the last time I went, well, when I was in Yale, I was here for a while and I didn't get to go back to Jamaica. When I went back, um, that's when it was already onset, was deep onset. She was asking me for me. And I said, Mom, I'm right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then five minutes after, she was asking because she was always asking for me. Where's my grandson, the one who become pastor? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was not brought tears to my eyes when I said, "Mama, it's me." And she she recognized for a yeah. moment. Yeah. And then you know yeah. she didn't know where. Yeah, so, yeah. Life, yeah. man. Life. Yes, life. Yes, it is. Yeah, life. that's rough. Yep. Wow. All right. Well, Pastor, as always, it's a pleasure. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're becoming a good regular. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have good hosts, so that, that's something You are, you are. We want to, I have wonderful you hosts. You. So yeah. I, wanna, I just want to tell you, I want to thank you uh, for speaking about this, um, typic, um, this parable about persistence in prayer, because we need that every day. We need yes. God we need every to. day. Okay. Mm. I mean, I'm, I mean, I know he needs us. I, I mean, I know we need him as much as we do, but to being the persistent and being consistent on top of that, I don't know yeah. if you can do that at the same time, persistent mm-hmm. and consistent mm-hmm. at the same time. That's a difficult thing, but yeah. So yeah. I, I'm like, you know, but you know, that's, that's the main thing. I just it's persistent. I was telling my wife that, that I, that's what's my desire is to be consistent. Yeah. And persistent. Just yeah. Being consistent and yeah. asking yeah. for his divine uh, spirit and everything I need. And that way I know I'm in touch with him, you know, every day, start the day out with him, end the day with him, you know, 
these things. So I want to thank you for that message for doing that. Yeah. Well, pastors always we always ask all our guests, and you're like I said, frequent regular, lead us out in the word. Okay. Father, we thank you so much that you are a loving God who is always hearing and listening to our prayers. And uh, you work on your timing. And that's a good thing because our timing can be very off. And so it's good for us to persist in prayer because it helps us remain faithful, focused on you while all around us, things are going difficult and challenging. I pray that you help us to always pursue, uh, to persist in prayer, but also pursue the right of those who are Mm. wronged because that's what the kingdom of God is about. Um, So bless us and help us to continue to live by your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. And once again, we're sorry that we we did a little halfway doing the podcast, but we want to thank our podcast listeners. (laughs) You know, we have fun, Don. We we have to admit it. We have fun. Yeah, always do. uh, Yeah. So we want to thank you once again for taking the time out each and every week. Uh, Questions, comments, concerns, always via WhatsApp, 954-388-8780. And guess what's next, Pastor? It's a special birthday today. Yeah, I hear it's a very, very yeah. special day somebody today. In this, yeah, somebody it's in a very special person. Somebody in this triangle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's not me because I'm born in yeah. December. What, what, and what, I'm what, next month. Is it you? So yeah. it got me. Oh, I know. Oh, it's the velvet. It, it definitely it's is. It's the velvet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is the UK Velvet. (laughs) (laughs) We want to say welcome once again, Don. We want to welcome your wonderful, wonderful birthday today. Thank you. Thank you. And I know that, uh, like I said, old hubby took care of you, I'm sure. Yes, he did. He did. So are you you going back in age or? Always. (laughs) Just want to make sure. You know, you just always, sure. always. <laughs> That's good though. But I hope you enjoyed your day, and it's wonderful okay. to have a, your birthday on our podcast. Happy birthday! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Joe, I think you. I think you should sing your happy birthday. I think Joe. we should do that. You ready? Let's do this. <laughs> Let's go. Let's, do this, right? Let's go. I don't want. Look, I don't want to run anybody away. I just want to make sure <laughs> we get it going. Okay. Hi. Happy birthday! I'm gonna do a Stevie Wonder. I'm gonna do a Stevie Wonder. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And I'm done. Thank you so much. I don't know, Pastor. They might edit that one for you. They say, Joe, stay with the radio. That's it. Uh, <laughs> but I want to thank you once again, Pastor. I hope the best for you. Um, and we want to thank you for your continuous support at Plantation, for bringing us the word. We want to thank you mm-hmm. uh, for what you're doing. My honor, my, my honor, my honor. And thank tell you, your son, you. continue saying amen. Yeah, every amen, Saturday. amen. <laughs> All right, Don, we want to thank you, Don, and once again, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. All right, and I guess that is it. I want to thank everybody else for taking the time out. And this is a wrap. Mm-hmm.